Might have been the best clap I've ever had. <laughs> Holy cow, it's been a minute. I had a... Uh, spring break. Hell, a spring break. A little case of the efforts. <laughs> Haven't been wanting to work, I guess. Well, some of us have been working. Some of us <laughs> work our day jobs. Southern California, soaking up the sun. Dan Henderson's house. What did I see you cooking? Brisket or some shit like that? How'd it come out? Beautifully. Perfection. What's then, your uh, what's then, your hours looking like on something like that? Did it for sixteen hours Whew. overnight. It was awesome. Low and slow. If you got the time on a brisket, go low and slow as you can. I had a. It reminds me. I, I I've been using my Traeger quite a bit as the weather's warmed up. And Sunday, my little uh, nephew came over, and he's just infatuated with barbecues. You know, he's like two years old, and it was like almost lunchtime, and I was like, I turned it on. And I was like, should we cook something? Like pretending. And he just like was fixated on it. So I went and got a couple hamburger patties. And I was just going to cook them real quick. And, and I thought, I better look at the pellets real quick. And I looked, dude, they were gone. And I didn't have any more. Uh-huh. And I had to turn it off. And he was so pissed, dude. <laughs> he was like, it was like, because I already had the burgers out and everything, dude. And when I said I couldn't cook them, he was so pissed. Well, now the new Traegers or some of the older style, you can actually plug in a pellet sensor. Yeah. They have a pellet sensor in the new ones. And it just tells you right there, hey, your pellets yeah. are getting low. So yeah. you don't run out, bud. Well, I don't have that technology. I do <clears throat> have that, the Wi-Fi. On that note, go into that new launch. I'm I'm interested in more details about yeah, the that new was Timberline. Thing we did. Was, oh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah. Spring At first, break. I'm gonna tell you about. Hold off on that. My new Kershaw knife that I got. I didn't really get one. Clay was supposed to get me that one that I was talking about last time. I never saw it. What do you? What's your <laughs> What's your favorite new one, Clay? Well, I was looking on they. Everybody was doing March Madness. Um. Because of obviously the basketball, but March Madness and a lot of people had brackets, and according to the people that did the bracket, um, they had a whole bunch of knives. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Where's the original bracket? Somebody won, or a, a specific so here, here style were the, knife. Here won. were the knives. No, no, no. Here was the knives in the March Madness for Kershaw, uh. the Federalist, the bracket. Knockout Olive, the Cryo, the Launch 14, the Highball XL, the Lucha, the Camp 5, the Federalist beat the uh, Bracket, the Knockout beat the Cairo, and the Launch beat the Highball, and Camp 5 beat Lucha. That was on one side. The other side, there was Blur, Launch 10, Link, Lithium, Shuffle, Random Leak, Dividend, and Capsule. Dividend beat Capsule, Random, uh, or yeah, Random Leak beat Shuffle. Link Olive beat Lithium, Blur beat Launch, and then from there, the final four were Blur and Dividend and Launch 14 and Knockout. Then, the championship round, you had the Knockout versus the Blur, and the champion, according to the people who voted, was the Knockout Olive Green, which I have one of those. Really? Of course I do. I know you have one. I just was saying, really, that one. Oh, yeah. I guess yep. I could see that though. That's a good one. You said you said it was uh, <clears throat> launch was the other one in the final. No blur. Blur. I have a blur. There, I nice. have I have one in, sitting in my truck right now. I have a knockout. They really are good knives. The only problem with them is that they cut you really fast. <laughs> <laughs> you look at them wrong, you end up wearing a band aid for a couple of days. Other than that, they're great. Go check them out on their website. They got cooking <laughs> knives, regular knives, skinning knives, multi-tool type knives, the Select Fire. It's another that's, very that's great That's the one knife. on my hip right now, bud. Yeah. Select. Which one's in your pocket? I know you're a two-knife guy. <laughs> the, the leak. I like the leak, too. The little. The little leak is what I lost at the uh, – I had that in my backpack for – three or four years and we when we went to shot show we flew there oh, and it yeah, was in I, my backpack I and they made me that. take it out and throw it away dude and it's a dude i remember i know that. the security guy picked it up put it in his pocket <laughs> all right so yeah let's uh without further ado i wanted to ask you about maybe some other people saw it so the side burner on that new traeger there's a glass of ice not melting in a, in a pot of water boiling how's that work and my hand touch it and 
So it's uh, like some kind candy. of infrared heat or something? It's called induction, which I've heard before. I just didn't know how induction, I guess, cooktop induction heating worked. How's it work? Basically, there's a big coil of copper underneath that glass plate. And it creates the current in those copper, that coil. But it's magnetic. So as soon as you put something magnetic on top of that glass surface, that activates the induction to the magnet says, okay, something's there, magnetic, start cooking or heat up to that coil. So it's able to transfer the heat to the other to, side. Yes. Pass through the glass. So it has plate. to be a special any any pot that you can stick a magnet to right. that's magnetic, you can use it on this induction surface and it will work. So no copper, you know obviously i don't know all aluminum that. or whatever aluminum yeah doesn't doesn't but cast that. iron whatever. Reg, most regular pots yeah. cast iron um is going to work the cool thing about it is let's say you have just like a little four inch pot you know and it doesn't take up that whole glass surface just like you saw in that like video. you're just heating up your barbecue sauce in a little sauce in a little saucepan you could have that in the corner of that and you could touch the rest of it even though it's on it only sends heat to where that magnet part is. That's so you cool. could have, but that's why that picture was that you had the glass or the water boiling in one pot. On the same thing, it had an, a glass of ice. And then on the other one, people were touching it and had uh, some, I think it was Twix. Half of the Twix was just straight on the glass and half of the Twix was on a cast iron skillet. So obviously that stuff was hot and melting. The other half was sitting there right next to it, butted up to it, not do it, not melting, sitting wow. there normal. Pretty and amazing. You can, you can touch it all over. So you can have your beer sitting on it. No problem. And a, and a pot of sauce going at the same time. It's uh, That was pro that and then one more cool thing. Obviously the whole thing is badass, but like I was like, that's kind of like a game changer uh is this you know when you cook you know once twice or have a long cook like a 16 hour brisket cook the the bottom of your uh traeger gets dirty a lot sure. of a lot of dust ash, ash and all that, and all stuff, that yeah. stuff you got to go out and clean all this thing has internal they're angled and internal fans and it blows all that stuff down into a pot that you just pull out from underneath and dump it. Never so you have don't have to vacuum it anymore? No vacuum. Wow. So on that note, so that's what I didn't see. Um, so it's still, it, you still have the classic shutdown cycle? Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. in shutdown cycle. Is that when that fan turns on, or is that a completely separate where you can turn it on manually on its Good own? Good question. They didn't go over that. Um, and we have one, and we've never turned it on manually, so it's got to be probably during that cycle. That seems to make sense. Shutdown cycles happening for 12, 15, 15 minutes. minutes 15 and minute shutdown cycle. At, towards the end of it, those yeah. blowers come on and blow out all makes your dust sense. for the next time. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it makes sense. You go back out there, empty the pot, put the cover on it until mm -hmm. your next go. Um, obviously, another bad to the bone thing is you got that, you know, the size of that big grill there. And it's not out yet, but it's coming out here in shortly, a couple months. Um, five years in the making, a pizza oven, whole dome system that really you, that goes in, it inserts into the bottom of it, and it's just like a normal kitchen or you know big brick commercial pizza, yeah. brick and mortar place that have the dome style pizza cut cookers that somehow is going to insert and sit on the bottom shelf or bottom where your bottom shelf would be. And then it, there wasn't one there. It just had the picture in the video that they were showing us that things coming. Then they talked about it was five years of making, but it was just a big old pizza dome that fits in there and That's keeps sick. it unbelievable, perfect, the same temperature the whole time inside, internal. Probably gets And I would lot. think that you would leave the door open. That's how they had it in the video right. anyway, so you could see it. Huh. But, <laughs> I mean, some really cool things coming. I liked how the uh, the catch, the grease catch, was on the inside, yeah. you know, on the underneath, internally there. That was cool. Um, it's got the where where the pellet hopper is on the right. Underneath there, they have this. There's two shelves that can be removed, just wood shelves, just like the cutting board that's magnetic that goes on top of the wood hopper or pellet hopper. 
but those two on the bottom can move out and a little tin goes in there and you just push this button and all the pellets fall out if you want to go from apple you know to yeah, change yeah. the pellet flavor mm. it just falls right into a bucket and put, pour your new ones in and <laughs> go about it uh there's a whole new system that goes along the outside you know kind of belly button right below um the door it goes all the way around the outside where you can put um utensil they're like little clip-on things it hold your spatula yeah, hold your spatulas. Right. The hooks, they got yeah. the um where you can put paper towels or their butcher paper on a roll on it um whole bunch of accessories that come along with that um so it looked like it was a fun trip awesome Salt Lake City? Uh, yeah. The, really, they had some videos going, but I'm going to try it. So, smoking out your, let's say, uh, chicken or your chicken wings or whatever, and you got them on the Traeger for however long, you, and you smoke them. And then on the induction plate, you have a pot of grease, and you just go straight from there to deep fry your wings real quick. Really? Off. Like, just do them. To crisp them up? To crisp them up. And um, so you go to smoke, to fry, to... And, you know, obviously you don't have to fry them if you don't want to in that oil, but um, just a different style of cooking. So you get that flavor of the smoke and the pellets and everything, and then go right into the fry, and then boom. And then have your your oil can be pretty much set at an exact temperature. Yeah. So you don't burn it. It's yeah. It's crazy. All in one pretty ingenious yeah, yeah. so and, i mean Traeger's just an unbelievable company they had several hundred people there that all their influencers all their um you know stores retail spots places that have all their traders their buying groups their you know celebrity influencers their down to, you know whoever it is they have all these people there and take care of everything i mean they they have from the minute you get to the event they set up all your airfare all your hotel your your uh uber or your lyft or whatever ride you're going from the event to your hotel from uh, from the air everything is taken care of they're dialed in everything is so perfect i mean it's it's just a top-notch company that alex next year will have to get on that list yeah i didn't get that invite (laughs) jack was there nope Maybe not. I did see somebody who I would like to meet one of these days that was there. Was it probably the greatest swing in baseball history? He was pretty cool guy. Is he an influencer type guy for them or something? Yeah, it was awesome. He, uh, him, and his wife sat in the back of the bus with us the whole the whole trip to the event after because you went. We did the event and like nine o'clock or ten o'clock or whatever it was, and went. And had lunch there, and then they we went back to the hotel for 20 minutes, and then dropped on buses and went up to Woodward. And from that, it's about a 45 minute trip, uh, 45 minute trip there. And so him and his wife, me, Chad Mendez, and a couple other people were in the back and just talking baseball. And talk, he was talking about how, you know, getting drafted, and when he went up, he never went up, and and tell, talking about how he he'd get thrown out and draw lines and. And then people coming to say apologize, refs or umpires coming to apologize, and after after looking at the video, going, "Yeah, that ball was six inches out where you drew it drew over the line, but you can't show me up like that." Yeah, <laughs> I get it, but <laughs> you know, and uh, but yeah, it was just awesome sitting there talking to him about baseball. It was awesome. And then Chad posted a video. We were up at Woodward, and, and uh, Chad had hit with George Brett down in in the cages and spring training right in Arizona and he showed that video to Griffey <laughs> he goes Griffey check out this swing and I knew it was coming when he were on the bus and Griffey goes <laughs> <laughs> he goes is that perfect swing he goes well let me show your front foot's late getting down your hands hurt. I mean he went through like 30 things <laughs> that the normal person would go what and he was just like this 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 is this 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 and George Brett doesn't know he was just lying to you making you feel feel good ah uh, <laughs> that's funny so what uh we obviously know George Brett's still very involved in baseball is, is Griffey yeah is he? so he he said he has five jobs that people really don't know about um 
he actually works for the commissioner a little bit. He works he is um, works within the Mariners organization a little bit, kind of scout kind of. No, kind of like a liaison, kind of like George Brett, kind of talk to the people, and and I think he does kind of more front office stuff. PR, PR front office, and he might have even some ownership in it. Um, for the Mariners, for the Mariners, hmm. and uh, and a, a couple other things that he said within baseball, but yeah, um, he's still looked good. I mean, it was awesome to hear him just sit there and talk to a you know Hall of Famer about baseball. Pretty darn cool. <laughs> yeah, he's a stud too. Another guy that's going to be was there that played music there. He's actually going to be in Reno on Saturday. Tim Montana. Yeah, I... him and uh, Billy Gibbons from CZ Top. Yeah, I like that little rendition of uh, Lagrange that Chad Not bad, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun trip for sure. What? Uh, back, back in the office. Yeah, now you're back to life. <laughs> you, you were gone for a couple weeks, huh? Southern California, how was Disneyland? Well, if I heard what Disneyland pulled after we got home, I wouldn't have gone. I would have pulled everybody. What was it? That stuff down in florida about how they're going to actively get into politics and try to repeal that law down there and how they have special i didn't know they had special they govern themselves they have a special law that they don't really they're like the vatican yeah they have their own laws and they don't really govern or are governed by the state of florida even though they're a california company they have like some special exemption they're the largest single employer in the state of florida and it goes way back to i saw i heard it today that when the when all that was granted to them, the population of Florida was six million, and now it's twenty million. So things have changed. Yeah. So anyway, they they said some very active wokeism political BS the other day, and I was like, well, if they would have said that a day before we went to California, I wouldn't have gone. And well, so I've already got rid of my Disney Plus uh, subscription. Really. Um, Everything that I can do, I'm just—it's impossible though. It is, it, they make of, it hard because they're involved in everything. But AT&T—is it AT&T or Apple? Apple—they're all owned by the same people. Yeah. So anyway, and then so Governor DeSantis in Florida is like, we need to look into getting rid of your special exemption. How about that? Okay. How about you guys just worry about cartoons, you know, cartoons and stuff? And, and it's funny you don't really see anything in the news about it. I saw a deal where the guy said, you know, if you weren't, if you were paying attention, you should have realized when they fired Gina Carano, that's when you should have started raising hell and boycotting and all that kind of stuff. You know, you could see the writing on the wall, essentially. Yep. Times are changing. Yeah. Hopefully back. <laughs> that was pretty cool news on what Elon Musk is doing. Did you see that? 9.2%. Majority holder right now. So. Be interesting to see what he does with it. Already on the board. They elected him to the board this morning. Should just start firing. Um, yeah, that pretty. I don't it's know funny because it's like he's the majority, and it's what is it, twelve percent or nine point nine? Yeah. A lot of people have ownership in there. Million, seventy-three and a half yeah. million shares. Yeah, nine point two percent. That's ten percent. But what's so company. funny is every analyst, you know, MSNBC, CNN, they're like, oh my God, he's going to ruin Twitter. He, he, we can't have him on there. He's going to ruin the, the the protections and the all the, I'm just like, hmm, kind of funny. One guy already quit off of the, really? board, off of the board. Isn't it just exactly like Trump? They've had this freaking cabal going for decades and they got their little, yep. you know, their little fiefdom over there and all of a sudden Trump's going to come in and he's the end of the world and stuff when it's actually the best thing that could happen. So, yeah, here comes Elon Musk and they use the same tactic. He's going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to ruin you. Right. It's going to be the end of your world. Not um, a bad thing. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, we went to the Animal Safari Park down there, the Animal Kingdom. Safari Kingdom, whatever. Not this uh, San Diego Zoo, but the San no, Diego it's a safari. safari. It's a, it's affiliated with San Diego Zoo. Zoo. It's the Safari USA or whatever. What was your favorite animal? Different property. The gorillas and the tigers. Pretty darn cool being that close to. So It was so funny. The two gorillas that were out were Frank and his sister. I can't remember her name, but they were brother and sister. And Frank was like the dude. He's, he's the man. And he's sitting there, and, and he's eating, like, hay and picking off these, like, seeds. And you could see him pick them up, put them in his mouth, like a sunflower seed. 
Get the seed, seed, spit out the shell. Get another one. Really? Spit out the shell. You know, you'd think that they just eat the whole, <laughs> eat thing, the whole yeah. thing. No, just like us, spit the, spit the shell out. And uh, anyway, so his sister comes over and gets like right in his face, like right here. And they're, you could see him communicating, talking, making sounds and stuff. And, and he's just sitting there like, huh, I'm kind of just still eating. And she's like, you know, right up in Yelling at him. And he just goes left hand. Whoop, really? <laughs> just straight slaps her. I mean, hard. Like, listen here. I, no, whatever I'm you said, kid. I'm the man. Get out of here, you know. But it was freaking hilarious because of this. She goes over in the corner about 10 feet away and just like plops down and just pouts, you know, just her safe all space. on her back and, and rolls on her side and she's pouting and, and she's like, look, and you could just see the whole demeanor change in her. She was came over like all happy and jovial to him and then gets smacked and then goes over in the corner and just pouting and her whole bite like this and sad and then like she starts scratching her head and then her chest and she reaches around to her butt, pull something out, no. right to her mouth, and starts eating. A little self-punishment, huh? It was so I was weird. just going to make a comment how they're really a lot like humans, and then, and then, uh, then they I mean, do How that. many times have you scratched your butt and sniffed it, though? You've probably done it. Well, but Not I'm eaten out of it. Never but, eaten. And but it never when I'm upset with myself. She literally... <laughs> but we do it in different forms. We, do, we, we might punish ourselves, or that might not be the right word, but we... Self-deprecate or whatever they call it. Maybe not to that extreme. It was freaking hilarious. She pouted for a couple minutes, and we were still there. Tom took some unbelievable pictures Nothing like a dingleberry to cheer you up. But she literally went over there and then just went. (laughs) Maybe she had one of those seeds, wasn't quite all the way done yet. Maybe Maybe that's what she was talking to him about then. She said she had an itchy butt and was hoping that her brother could help her out with it. Don't eat shells. Tell me how to eat these. (laughs) I need you to help me clean Uh, up. And then the tigers. The tigers were freaking awesome. I mean, they're they were the Sumatran tiger. So they're the, actually the smallest tiger um, species, subspecies of tigers in the world. So they're they're not big, but they're God, so... Like a mountain so, lion size? A little bit bigger. Maybe Which is, little, what's the, like a Bengal tiger is the big one? Bengals. So Sumatra, yeah. obviously Sumatra. Mm-hmm. Or Bengal, Bengal or more... China, right? Or Yeah, Mongolia kind of... Anyway, That's where was, the big ones are It was cool at, to see. Huh? I mean, the kids had fun, obviously, because getting that close up to those type of animals that you just wouldn't see in it every day. And then, I like to see that stuff, too. But the I, first day... I took the kids there years ago, SeaWorld and all that kind of stuff, a decade ago or whatever, and we made the mistake of getting there a little too late, so all those kind of animals were... They're all in the shade. You know, they're hiding yeah. underneath. You know, you barely got to see them at all, you know, <laughs> which... I guess, yeah, you were there earlier in the year than we were, so that's part of it. Go there when it's cool because the animals will be out. The first day, we got we got in there Saturday of the week. And uh, Saturday night, Hen, Hendo, Dan Henderson has his gym down there in Temecula, and he had fight nights. So he had 12 or 13 fights on the cards of amateur fighting. It was awesome. Had, and uh, had dinner there and had some drinks and good old time. That was at his gym? Yeah, it was his gym. He moves all of his equipment out to the edges, and then there's some warm-ups for each side, you know, blue and red, and the, the, the squared circles there, and not the octagon, the, squared circles, the octagon. WWE. Yeah. <laughs> the octagon's there. And, was uh, Gorilla anyway, Monsoon was, show up or cool. something? Huh? Gorilla Monsoon show up or something? <laughs> That Who just so- died from WWE? Scott Steiner, man. Yeah. That's brutal. Scott Steiner just died? Hard to Big yeah. Papa Pump? Big. No. Sting. Who's Sting? Sting just died? The guy that he used to paint his no, face? No, not Sting. It was one of the... There was the Four Horsemen. Or the NWO. No, Hulk, I'm sorry. Hulk uh, Hogan. Steve yo. Nash. You guys are going from hey NWO yo. to... Steve Nash, Hulk uh, oh, Hogan. he finally died. Sure, Razor he died a couple... He, Scott Hall is Scott his name. Hall. Scott Hall. You should watch his documentary and stuff. He abused himself for a long time. He had a heart condition. Yeah. He was bad. He, so he, he, he destroyed just, his heart. He I did see that, but that's been like two months ago he died. No, I don't think no. so. He came out of it. Then he went back in. and He was, died and then came back to life and no, died again. he huh? was back in the hospital and came out. And then no, they did a good uh, documentary yeah, on him. Yeah, he just died was, two weeks ago. Yep. So I guess the last time I heard about him, he was on death's bed, and he lasted a little longer. He went right? into uh, 
ventilator was on. Pretty sad deal. Yes. I love that dude, though. Not uh, so much as Razor Ramon, but when he was Scott Hall and freaking, oh, man. Yeah, I liked Razor Ramon. I just what saw a, good a little character. highlight video of him. And uh, I forget. Total he character, like too. like a Mexican restaurant, and they bring him the bill, and he gets all pissed, you know, that they brought him the bill. <laughs> Razor Ramon, I, I do you a favor eating here, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was such a corny oh, yeah, but you know, deal, but it worked, man. When he used it to worked. throw his toothpick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was good. NWO. Yep. Hulk Steve Nash. Scott Steiner's Big Papa Pump with the chain vest. He was part of NWO. Big, but later on, the original yeah. three were just those. Yeah, there was some henchmen behind the scenes kind of stuff. But yeah, it was it was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Kevin and then they Nash brought Steve, Hulk Hogan Steve in. Basketball player. He was Diesel, Diesel Kevin Nash. Yeah, kind of big, same guy. Big old tall dude. Yeah, I he's promise actually, we're not going to talk about WWE. Getting back to Twitter, <laughs> Trevor posted something that I wanted to discuss with you guys. He said Trevor in his Instagram, opinion, whatever, whatever it was. If you have more than five bonus points in Nevada for mule deer, you should just put in for points because he thinks the deer hunt is going to suck. Which is coming sad. coming from a guide who makes money doing that kind of stuff kills it carries deer. a lot of weight. Carries a lot of weight. So I think I think we have about five. So that was going to be my in? question. Are Since we gonna... logging in? No, I already did. It's just a matter if I got timed out. While you find we that, we are on. Uh, we got three. So this will. Oh, we got three points. So do we just put it in for the ranch? <laughs> Given that it's three. Now, one thing, you know, Trevor is on the east side of the state. I was going to say. a long ways away from where. Mount Rose area still has plenty of water on it. Yeah, you know? he's, not, he's not necessarily suggesting that for this side of the state. You know, he doesn't hunt over here. But we can also say, I mean, our deer population isn't what it, what it should be or what it used to be. Right. They have the influence, I think, of big time and just the elk. We don't have any elk over here, so that's something. You know, they're, we got all the horses. They're though. contending. We have the horses. They have the elk. Yeah. They don't have near as many horses, but yeah, not good. The mule deer are not in good shape. Should I got like the idea. Of, should we go put an acre of corn up there at the ranch? <laughs> nope, we shouldn't. Pull some of them in from uh, California. What ranch are I'm you referring to? I'm trying to find something. Um, did you see the new tools that they had? Did you get that email? Who? The the system. I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't either, but we really we really screwed up a little bit last year, maybe. Not really, I guess, but we should have been doing them second chance draws because... They gave out bighorn sheep tags, deer tags, elk tags, antelope tags. I don't know if if you guys have looked at any of that, but first come, first serve, like second yeah. chance type I thing. I did look at it. Never oh, have done it. Mm-hmm. Like a lot or just kind of – because I glanced at it too, but yeah, I, I guess just, the way you do is you kind of turn it on in the morning when you're working or whatever, and you just kind of keep checking back to it because they'll just come up and, you know mm. – you killed an elk, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of options this year. I was just looking at my points right now. I'm three points mule deer. I'm going to put in for uh, archery cow, uh, elk. cow elk for sure. I got three points there, and then I got the big eight points on black bear. Watch out. I think Clay probably has the same. You don't do any of the sheep, right? We already discussed. I stopped doing sheep and kind of like, I don't know, my we early days of having the office. and Yeah. <laughs> When the boots didn't, weren't, weren't tall enough anymore for you? <laughs> Couldn't push their heads through the fence? <laughs> you don't need a tag for those sheep. Go right out to John's place. Uh, let's see I've always figured I'll just help somebody on a sheep hunt. Get just as much satisfaction out of it. Exactly the same. You don't have to pay the taxidermy bill. Maybe yeah. he'll be helping me this year. You think you're going to draw? What's your like what's your status over there, Cosby? Twenty points, I think. Nineteen or twenty. I'm gonna log in real quick to see. You have less points for black bear because you've drawn at least the one tag. I've got some antelope. Antelope I got some deer. I have the same deer as you. I'm always game for antelope. So yeah. anytime anybody draws there, I love antelope hunting. Yeah, Even though it's hot, smoky. I still love it. Yeah, it's gonna be bad fire year again. I don't know if there's anything left to burn though. 
Why do you say that? We had a pretty good year last year. Nevada did overall. Oh, no, remember we had those terrible fires, dude. Yeah. Burning in California and all the smoke all the over smoke here. But as far here, as yeah. yeah, the the we you know a lot of our hunting areas didn't yeah. burn or anything. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the oh, smoke. Oh yeah, we didn't have any bad ones. Yeah, you're right. Hey, who knows? Maybe Northern Washoe might be pretty decent this year. So, for license permits, where's that? Applications, Applications and points. Then click on points. So Crosby's got a okay chance at Desert Bighorn. All the sheep. All the sheep. Got a decent chance. Well, you got the best chance out of the sheep at the Desert Bighorn, right? Yeah. So well, that's I your, have that's all your, the same points, but yeah. Well, we got to find right. out if just the numbers rise still. And if you even put in for the sheep and said just the deserts you you can do, but the uh, California and the Rockies, the Rocky and the California, I don't know about the. What do you have for antelope? Where do we look at return card surveys? No application application points. points Then click on points. I have same as you, mule deer three, bear eight, antelope five. Ooh, you're in pretty good order for antelope. Antlered elk um, zero. (laughs) Nope. Antlerless elk one, and the sheep twenty. <laughs> How do you only have one in antlerless elk? The last time I got I... one wild turkey point. <laughs> you haven't drawn a elk antlerless elk since I, I drew one, one, have you? I thought we had one that same year. I have one point for antlerless elk as well. I think you guys messed up nope. and didn't buy a point one year. I have three. We probably didn't buy. Yeah, I think I think we went two years without even putting in for him, and then last year we put in for him again, right? For archery, maybe. Well, I did, I I didn't skip those years, so I have three. Oh points. yeah, because you you were putting in when you didn't have a bull. Yeah, yeah you guys, you guys messed up. I got five antelope. So do I. Three deer, same as you. So we got a decent chance at possibly a sheep tag. I lied to you earlier. I have eighteen points for the sheep. I have so you're twenty. Not, you're not drawing a sheep tag. So antelope, we're looking at antelope and deer. Potential. My brother drew a sheep tag with three points. Clint, don't say I'm not going to draw one. I didn't I did, just one point. I didn't, I didn't have one. I had three. Oh, <laughs> Chance and me had one. Uh, there was. Let's see here. Apply for tags. There, there's a new. There's some new. Uh, God, I wish I could find the email. They just sent it out about how. All the new things that you didn't get that email about all the new tools that they have within the system about um, make the tag application process easy. No, like all the details, like who information that make you very educated. Are you talking guesses like, like how many how many tags they they allot from last year and what your success, success rate is and all, all that? that stuff. Yeah, get all the statistics out there. God, I wish I would have. I had it on my other computer, but I can't find it on my phone. So bad that is. License rules, info. Oh, that's what it might be under info. They got all that information categorized and stuff to help pick out your areas and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like that. I lied on my uh, hunt thing. Said I was six one. <laughs> Used to be. Yeah, maybe I am shrinking a little bit. Yeah, in your bra. <laughs> So what are we putting in for deer? That's where we started this conversation. I, you I heed would, the warning, of I Trevor. Would, I would stay away from the east, obviously. But so we'll I, do some I northern put in Nevada the, stuff, some yeah. mountain, mountain rose. You know, and I just think it comes down to. I, I wouldn't even say what type of hunter you are, but you know what what you're. What are you looking in the situation we're in? Really, like for the success of the herd and actually having some, you know, we're not in the guide business but at the same time everybody that hunts animals like that to some degree want to see good quality horned animals and if you're going to continue to just go out and they're the best thing you see is a small four point and you kill that animal you know and all that's left are a bunch of three pointers and fork and horns and stuff it's kind of you know so i think if you really think about what you're wanting to take and really willing to pass on, I think it would still be worth putting in. And maybe go shoot a cold deer if you want to 
if you want some meat or, or well, really see, hunt that, hard for something big and, and be willing to eat your tag exactly not. and then if you do if you really want to fill up your freezer and you don't you know if you actually have started the hunt because I, I think you can go out and scout i mean that's not a bad you, let's say you draw it you go out and scout and you really have a hard time finding the type of animals you want to find turn your tag back in it's always an option get your point back that's true too so you you know but if you go beyond that and you go ahead and risk it and maybe you saw a decent one and but yeah i think instead of settling you know i'm going to try to kill a four point and you end up killing a two or three year old four point just because it's the best one you saw if you're willing to just pass that situation up and yeah kill something that's you know not what you're looking for but that's not going to really it's actually going to help the herd versus hurt, hurt the herd i think that that's fork probably the conversation or or well no no not even Three for, I mean, fork and horn might be a future really good four point so you know something that's definitely you know if you can actually say that it's an older deer and it's just never going to be any bigger and it's it's not going to have a frame on it that that uh you know is going to supplement the herd yeah go ahead and take that animal but it I think one of the problems is 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 exactly that you know if you have a youth tag, and you know you have trouble and you struggle and you struggle, but you know you're let's get your kid the four point and it's in the young four point and that's the one that's going to be the mature deer two or three years later. Well, you're not helping the situation, right? So, I think if you can kind of go in with a game plan that way, it's not necessarily the end of the world if you draw a tag and go after it. Um, but at the same time, if you really are, you know, maybe you're a little older and you're looking for something to 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 say that I'm going to go after a trophy animal, and you've got a lot of points, I could see buying a point this year. I really could because your your odds of seeing that kind of an animal are not very good right now. Right. But yeah, do so, you owe it to do we owe it to the conservation effort to go and call one or? something like that or or yeah do you just scout and if you can't yeah I, I really like that point that you brought up go out scout see what you see if you mm-hmm. maybe not be the one you're you could kill but yeah did it take you three trips to even put glass on something decent maybe you don't want to take that day yeah well you just brought it you actually made me think of a, a good point there in in the not turning it back in go ahead and so to speak bite bite the bullet on it because if you do turn your tag back in Someone that goes back draw, into a yeah. second draw, and you, you know you might run into somebody who's willing to just kill the type of animal that we really don't want to be killed right now. So, in a sense, you know, if if you're really looking at trying to preserve the herd and 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 look at the future of having some good quality buck to kill, why not keep the tag and stick it out? And yeah, you're 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 you know your plan would be at the very end if you're going to take something that you're not necessarily looking for it is definitely something that's older regressing or just something that's never going to turn into a good buck it's just one of them one of you know it's a it's Genetically a goof, goofy three by two that's just it's never going to be, be a big one and in a way you're you're helping the herd but i think that's definitely something for that for that particular species we have to think about that more than the any of the other ones i don't think the sheep i don't think the elk i don't think the antelope you got to start to consider that at least over here where we live but we haven't seen a good buck in a long time i mean this tool includes interactive not good hunt unit map harvest data draw data bonus day bonus point data where do you see that at it was an email it's not out yet though no, it's, I mean, once you get into your oh. tag application, I imagine that's going to be a window or a however you're they're doing it, but hmm. hunt planning tool at Hunt Nevada. Let's see what it has. How it does it. I think... I think it's worth discussing a little further about the, you know, the mule deer herd. You know, what's what's going on? What are the influences while we're on the subject? Drought, <clears throat> no feed for the last seven years, predator management. Um, lack of predator management? Yes, lack of predator management. I would management. think, it, it, another one as we've re- referenced in the past with Hunt with Trevor over on the east side of the state, you know, to, to get him in here. Because there are definitely different influences, right? because of california when you specifically talk about predator management i think that's a that's a totally different dynamic than probably what they're dealing with over there and then of course they have elk and we don't and i think there's there's a lot to say that i did talk to him a little bit about 
um, that subject matter. And he talked a lot about, and it's, it's a, it's a tough subject, youth hunting, the way the youth tags are given out and the length of time that they can hunt. And I'd let him speak for himself, but he's not, he would, he would be a fan of changing a big way that that happens because you have your 13 year old kid out there and you want to get them. You don't want to necessarily have them harvest a monster buck unless the, the opportunity is there, but you're going to want to get them a decent buck. And sometimes you're killing the exact buck that shouldn't be killed. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the one that's going to be able to, you know, get good genetics into the, into the does and that, you know, you're killing a young, potentially decent buck. And not only are you able to do that at the very beginning of the season before a lot of other guys can get out there, but you're, you're able to do it all season long, you know, through the entire yeah, from beginning to end. So, you know, it's, I, I never really thought about that much, but it actually makes a ton of sense. So I don't know what you guys think about no, that, but that's, I, I, he that, posted that on Instagram. Just, overall, just less tags need to be given out. At the end of the day, it's money. It's money-driven, and, and we all know that. Uh, but they just need to give out less tags, and then if you can base the youth tags off of a, off of a percentage of the overall general hunt tags – and decrease that percentage to like 10% type of deal, that's the only way that deer herd is going to come back. You could do Which all the predator management you want. The elk are thriving. You know, maybe there's something to say about what you need to do with the elk herd, especially on the eastern side of the state. But even if you're doing all that stuff, even if you have great weather, if the tag situation stays the same, that herd's never going to get a chance to come back. Yeah, I saw him. He posted something or on a story or someone asked some questions about it. Uh-huh. He was talking about it, and it makes total sense. But it, that comes down to education, and when it pissed enough people off to stop hunting, does that have? I mean, that's just a endow thing, right? The biologists have to just make well, the decision, and people are going to have to be pissed off that there's not going to be. You're not going to hunt for six, seven years. Go to go to California. You can buy over counter tag. Mm-hmm. There's well, an over counter tag right here. You know, across straight across the border, twenty minutes from here. Yeah, and There's, I've heard that philosophy maybe in defense of why the tag uh, apportionment's still so high is that if you let's just go ahead and say, you know, you cut it back sixty percent on mule deer across the board, youth tags and everything, you just cut across. Well, then if you look at it from the standpoint of activists, anti-hunter activists, then that would give them, I guess the word's fodder for, yeah. oh, you cut back 60%, well, let's just keep it there. You right. know, if you're willing to do that, then, you know, for the sake yeah. of preserving the herd from an and animal activist standpoint, point. now all of a sudden you've kind of shot yourself in the foot because you've you've Never been willing to reduce the tags by a significant amount. And so it's tough. You kind of it's probably what needs to be done. But you sit there and go, God, if somebody's in it for the wrong intentions, they can use the that. Board. They can use that as yeah. They can use that as hey. Which I shoot, thought they I hunters thought they are willing to go along with this. Yeah, I don't know if it's law, but I thought they count. Landowner, ta- landowner tags no, are for sure, that. but. The, I think endow counts, and that's how they come up. Yeah, with the but again, how do they, how accurate is that? I mean, good lord, how no, are I, they able to? I agree. And I don't know if they have to do it by the count, or if that's just the way they do it. Do they right. have, if it's in if it's codified, or if it's they just do it that way because they've always done it that way. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. But I think it's I think more it just the comes down to they education. Want the money. They, that they, you're going to have to tell if if I mean. Why not start it? Let's. I mean, if everyone thinks out, we got to do it sooner than later. Yeah, it's well, just going mean, to keep getting worse and worse. You have to bring it to the, you know, to, to the meetings and oh, say, yeah, hey, you know, or even maybe a petition. Hey, we're sportsmen's in favor of cutting the, you know, the the Nevada mule deer tags in half until the population, you know, not even until. Let's do a study. How, oh, yeah. how five year study five year study ten, whatever it is let's see if the numbers increase by four percent over five years ten percent over five years if we do decrease i think it, it's it's also we're talking numbers but it also well again not to get on the whole trophy hunter part about it it's but it's genetics too as far as quality yeah. bucks because you can't deny the fact that there's a lot of people out there that that's that's one of the reasons of of many that they hunt they don't want to have a bunch of raghorn type animals out there so the, it's not just numbers with mule deer it's also quality bucks yeah. right 
So, do, so is that way? If you talk about it that way, do they do it one or one or the other, or do both of these cut tags? And you can only shoot yeah. three pointers. Exactly. They have a bit you, of that with elk, right? They yeah, have a certain area only, over there around Ely where they have a depredation hunt, but it's five point deer, or less. You know, you know four by threes you sure, can take out. Sure, take three out by twos you can take out. But you cannot. It's like shoot. how Thomas manages his properties, yeah. you know. Because you can't do it. You can't do it by age. No, There's no way no you could expect the that, general right? public to, you know, you can't but, shoot something that's younger than three years. Yeah. I mean, that's not. So yeah, you have to do it off of some sort of, you know, the way the horn appears, um, and and yeah, try to preserve what we're probably all looking for. You know, animals that are going to good four point deer, and then you know those non typical kind of things. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would. I think the depredation aspect of it, and put some put some parameters on where they can be killed, and what type of what type of buck can be killed within those areas. And I mean, you can start big and go all out, or you can go. Okay, we're only going to do this in areas 12, 13, 14. Do a study, like you said. And and yeah, kind of like what they were supposed to be doing with the Sheldon, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That so really that's worked. the thing. You, you, but again, like you're saying, Clint, that if you take it away, will you ever get it back? That's the hard thing. Unless you vote on it and you you put it in some type of legislature. Say, yeah, legislature that we're it has a, and yeah. we it we has a sunset right on it, it automatically, yeah. right? Because it, it was funny because when Alex said that, I actually thought about you know, yeah, this is sportsmen's we're willing because yeah, that's that's the ploy, right? You yeah. could you could you could do the anymore. what was his name? You know the the. Uh, Bloomberg kind of thing, you know, sportsmen's for for this and that. You're not sportsmen. You're not. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be Don't careful. Hear that you definitely have to be careful anymore. with that stuff. Yeah. Don't want to talk about politics. Well, there is. That's the thing about it. If we're talking about this subject, there is politics involved in it. Oh, 100%. Well, and revenue, you know, that's part of it too. They don't want to cut those tags. I know you touched on it earlier, but that's, that's the state politicians and those people, you know, the, your state's states don't generate revenue you know they don't there's no jobs that they, they they generate it through taxes and fees like this you know and they're not interested in losing any of their revenue i promise you that oh huh? yeah i think yeah so just some just kind of maybe if general advice to to who's listening to us is you know educate yourself but just maybe try to try to uh try to educate yourself on being able to age a buck a little bit you know there are ways to figure out looking through binoculars or spot and scope you know potentially if this is a younger deer or a younger elk or whatever it is and and also don't settle on i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely take something home and 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 make it the kind of buck that potentially could grow into something that you're you know you're robbing that next at least couple two three different you know herds of does from those genetics they're completely gone and out of there and that small inferior buck is the one that's that's a mating with those does and so on and so forth and that's that's probably the situation we're in right now we've we've done that a lot for better or worse and i think people ought to also you know talk and think about what we were mentioning earlier is if you are of the mindset of well i want to fill my freezer fill it with that three by two you know that that deer that is never going to be anything you know or a, a you know four by three whatever some some funky thing or some old thing you know that mm-hmm. you know if you don't if 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 you've already said to yourself i'm going i'm going to put something in the freezer yeah you don't want it to be that you know blossoming four point that you know needs a couple more years you don't want it to be a you know big heavy wide you know fork at horn that has the genetics to be something good either you know you want to kill something that's never going to be yep and that's what yep. i think you can educate yourself on a little bit too you know is those four by threes and three by twos and you know funky deer that i know a lot of guys that do that you know what i mean you find that it could be a you know 10 year old buck you know and i have one you know it's a big heavy you know three by two but he was on the way out of his life and yeah he's still big and still got the meat and all that stuff but he was you know he was never going to be anything great anymore yeah. he'd spread his dna Perfect. all over and yeah. that was it you know yeah and looking at it you know that could have been if you reverse the clock and go backwards he was able to live through all that and breed all those yep. does because some 14 year old kid took out that really good three-year-old 
you know, had nice eye guards and, you know, yep. he wasn't the biggest four point in the world, but man, what a great buck for first buck kind of stuff. Right. You know, that's, it's a tough one. Cause I mean, I know I've been there with my kids and it's like, you know, yeah, you maybe rethink that kind of situation. It's like, hard you know, for that, leave that, leave that buck alone. You know, if you see him out there kind of stuff and that is the buck that is part of that, go try to find a different one. You know, don't don't go after that young buck that could really potentially, not only that, but because that buck itself is not maybe the biggest deal in the world, but how many does is he going to breed over the next three or four years? You know, and you're not allowing that to happen. And then you allow the buck that Alex was just talking about to breed for the next, you know, and then you took him out. Yeah, you did a good job taking him out at the end of life, but how how much more of his genetics were passed through there? Right. So, Yeah. Because we can't control. I mean, Mother Nature's Mother Nature. It's like oh, drought and feed and all that. That is what it is. We've that's cyclical. We've been through that for longer Ever. than we've been alive and yep. stuff. And there's no doubt. You talk to anybody that's. I mean, I talk to people all the time and stuff that have hunted in the state of Nevada forever. It's. I mean, the elk have never been better. You know, you don't hear a whole lot about antelope suffering herds and quality animals, but deer. Something is happening with mule deer. Yeah. And we got to figure that out. You go to the Martin and read those old school, you know, score sheets that are up there at the, in Winnemucca. It's like right. every deer was big. You know, the weight, the, you know, they didn't, they didn't put the scores on them, but, you know, 30-inch 4x4, four four, you know, 32-inch 5x5, five five, you know, 230 pounds, 195 yeah. pounds. You know, they're big, healthy deer. And that's just probably flat-out population, right? We yeah. There just wasn't as many hunters back yeah. then, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We need to get together as a as a community and kind of figure that out. I know you know Trevor's actually a very good resource on that. He's very knowledgeable. He's he's active. He's talking to the people that need to be talked to, and for the most part, they just don't listen. They got their own agenda. Yep. Well, I think we'll put in for tags, and then uh, <laughs> we'll check back in with you folks and let you know what we did. Good thing with the black bear tag, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff, huh? Well, you got to worry about a sour. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, or, that's it. That's the whole other. You got to pay for a full body mount. You get to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Poor rug. Yeah, know if they're eating garbage or. Yeah, d- can you pick the, the, the diapers out of his teeth <laughs> before you take the pictures of him? Get the get the newspaper clippings off of his paws before you take the picture. Yeah, and of course you could never go wrong shooting coyotes. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna happen. Irregardless. Yeah. yeah. And that is the proper way to use that. And get and, and get more people active and going after lions. That wouldn't be a bad thing either. Maybe next week Clay will have my Kershaw knife for me that he promised me three weeks ago. Maybe know, not. I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. We'll check back in with you next time. See you. Thank you. We could go back in time. But I'm just down home, Southern y'all. I don't need nothing, just enough to get me by. I was raised in an early age when you shake a man's hand looking square in the eye.